perspectives. The first perspective that I'll talk about is the believer who is still captive to his or her past. Uh, a lot of people, believers, can't move forward and be who they are in Christ because they still identify with who they were in the world. And if they don't identify with who they were in the world, they allow people to identify them with their old identity. And depending on who comes around, we conform to whoever we used to be. Uh, you must understand that if you're going to move forward, listen to what the scripture said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Come on, you know the word. And we know verse 18 says that all things are what? Of God. So understand that as long as I allow my past to hold me hostage, it will do just that. But it's a shame sometimes that we find more grace and mercy outside of the church than we do sometimes in the church. When people are attempting to change or attempting to grow and mature and become who God desires for them to be, a lot of times we find more persecution inside the church where we are supposed to have bounds and bounds of grace we find more judgment and persecution which runs people back to the street. I find it strange, I had this conversation with a man of God yesterday, that we find sometimes even gangs understand covenant more so than the church does. The church hears the word covenant or understands or supposed to understand because the Bible is two covenants, the old covenant or old testament and the new testament or new covenant. So we understand that God is a covenant God, but when it comes to holding fast to a covenant, we don't really understand how to execute the means or the terms of a covenant. We will allow people to come in and out of church, and if they don't line up with our religious concepts and precepts, we will run them out of church because they don't fit what we think they are fit. They don't line up with our program. Many people have lost people of God and believers because they have stuck to tradition and religion. I was reading last night where the disciples were eating and the people came to Jesus and told Jesus that you ought to be ashamed of yourself because your disciples eat and they have not washed their hands. And Jesus said something like this. Here y'all are trying to tell my disciples what they should be doing and you are making the commandments of God of none effect by your tradition. You are allowing what you've learned in church to hinder the move of God in your life. God is trying to move, but we're sometimes so stuck in religious tradition that he can't move. And so he said this, you are thinking that you're keeping my word, but you're not because you're adhering to those traditions. So this is the thing. People may not fit into your program, but that does not mean they cannot be a believer. That's right. What we have to do as a church is learn to nurture people and grow people and mature people and not expect them to be grown and they're just babies. That's right. When people are just coming into the church from the world, you cannot expect them to be seasoned and expect them to be evolved and to be mature. But what you cannot have is people who are supposed to be mature and who are supposed to be uh, perfect, perfected to uh, 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 be on the same level as people who are coming into the body. 
But what they find is when I come to church and I'm coming to a place of refuge and I find me a seat in church, I almost always seem to be seated by somebody who wants to spread some mess. Somebody I have a bad experience and that runs people back into the world. Yeah. And here it is that people are saying, I just want to be right. I, I'm trying to get my life together and I come to the place where I'm supposed to get myself together and I find more people in here that know my situation. God forbid you come to a place and they done heard about what you're going through. Yeah. <laughs> and they done heard about what you're dealing with. They heard about all of the things that you're going through and you find more persecution and judgment inside the church than you do in the world. That's because they've learned this one principle that if you're for me, then you're for me and if you're not, you're not. But sometimes in the church we just don't have that mindset. So look at someone tell you, you gotta release your past. Release you your cannot past. allow people to continue to hold your past over your head and then you perform based on what that uh, uh, thought or that concept of what they have of you is. It doesn't matter what the, now this is the thing I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you. You can't go around creating new paths though. Mm. Uh. See, we'll we'll be believers today and then still doing stuff tomorrow and then say, well, that's in my past. That's over with God forgive me. Once you are a new creature, you are redeemed. Now it is your uh, responsibility to begin to transform your mind or renew your mind and be transformed and let all things be of God. Somebody say amen. amen. And so the, the word tonight for us is this. You got to be released from your past, number one. If you're going to continue, I don't care if it's the people that you grew up with because sometimes people will expect you to perform and that's not who you are anymore. But when you get around your family, they expect you to be this certain person. That's a soul tie. Talk about soul time. <laughs> but they expect you to perform. They expect you to be a clown. They expect you to be whatever you've been to your family. But you've been redeemed. And so literally, watch what you have to do. You have to turn off who you have become to be who they want you to be. You have to turn off who God is making you on your job in order to perform and fit in with people on your job. At what point will it stop being a performance and this be who I really am? So we find in the text today that Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says this, that not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, going to be able to come into the kingdom because there are some people that are just putting on performances. Mm. Yeah, I know it ain't comfortable but we've got to talk about it. Because everybody wants to know why am I not seeing the things of God performed in my life? Why is it that God is not doing this and God is not? Well, we have to ask this question. What am I doing? That's stopping the flow of God in my life. What am I not doing? What am I? I, I know that God's word is true. I know what He says. I know what He requires. But at what point do I move past the fact of saying, "Well, I'm just human," or everybody makes a mistake? When do I stop making those excuses and say, "Okay, God, this is it. I've got to get myself together yes. and stop living in a kind of way and start living up to Your standard." Yes. Yes. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse number 2, and it says this, don't copy the customs, this is New Living Translation, don't copy the customs and behaviors of the world, but be you transformed by changing or renewing your mind. So we should find out what the world is doing and then do exactly the opposite. Right. Yes. But what we've begun to do is lower our standards because we feel like we have to change with the times in order to get people to come to church or get people to enjoy church. We gotta change, you know. Uh, times have changed. This ain't the old church. The reason that we're not seeing the first century church miracles is because we moved from the 
what's going to draw people. If the message that Peter preached drew 3,000 people, then what makes me think that it won't work today? How can we sing songs about how the blood still works, but we don't have enough faith to believe that the Holy Spirit is still doing what he's supposed to do? And Jesus said it like this. You don't have to change the way you worship. You don't have to change your powers. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to incorporate anything into your articles to make people feel comfortable. What you must do is continue to lift me up because he said in his word, if I be lifted up, then I will draw all men. So what has happened is we've turned to entertainment and other shenanigans to get people to come to church. And now we have accepted them any kind of way. They can come in to it any kind of way. And then they say, well, the Bible says come as you are. Yeah, but how long will the power of God allow you to stay how you are? If you come to a place where the anointing of God is flowing, then you shouldn't be able to stay comfortable in your Because you go to some places and anything, any type of behavior becomes acceptable. Whatever you present becomes acceptable. Ain't nobody living right. The pulpit can't correct the musicians because ain't none of them living right. They bring the women together. They do stuff together. Ain't nobody in the choir correct nobody else in the choir. Because if you tell on me, I'm going to tell on you. Ain't nobody in the pew say nothing to each other because I know what's going on at your house. And if you tell what's going on at my house, I'm going to tell what's going on. Communication, so we get comfortable. I guarantee you, if you could see the effect. 
of sin on your spirit, you will stop. Mm. I, I, I know that y'all saw this. That was an experiment that they did a couple of months ago, and it was all over Facebook, where they showed what a Coke does yes, to your body. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And everybody that was posting or commenting was saying, man, I, I'm going to stop. I'm done. I'm going to quit. I'm through with Coke. Because the picture, it depicted and it showed you how the acid is eating. They even poured it on the back of a rusted truck. They poured it on top of a corroded battery cable. And you could see the coke acid eating up the, uh, the, the corrosion of the battery. You could see it eat up. And then it showed what it does to the inside of the stomach. And everybody was talking about how they stand off a of coke. How long do you think that lasted? No. It didn't last long because eventually your mind goes back to what it wants. And if you're not committed to it, you'll be delivered for about a week or so. Until he calls or she calls, you'll be delivered. I'm going to my coat. You'll be delivered just for a little while. If you're not willing to stick to it, you were emotional when you got saved. You were ready to jump in with both feet. You were ready to get saved. You were like, man, I'm going to live for God, for God, all God. And then here comes the temptation. Here comes the test. Here comes the trials. And then when the test and the trials come, well, you know what? I, 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 I'm going to live for I just got this. You know what the Bible says? Everybody got issues. We all got these issues, but we're coming to a day and a time, church, where it's not a time to play, it's not a time to pretend, but it's a time to be who you say you are. We've had our day of playing. We've had our day of, 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 of playing and jumping in and out, being serious this week and playing the next week. We've had too much time to mature. We've had too much time to play around. Now is the time that we must be for real about what we're doing for God and not just be in hearers of the word, but of the word as well. So watch it. He says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name did we cast out devils and in, thy, in your name we did many miracles. The Bible said that Jesus in verse 23 will say to them, he said, I'm going to profess unto them. Watch this. I never I never knew you. Glory to God. I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I found something strange as pertaining to the past. When Sarah in Hebrew is mentioned, she's mentioned as believing God. But we all know in the story that Sarah laughed at God. Mm -hmm. Why is it in Hebrews there's no recollection of her laughing at God? Because God is not interested in where you fell down. The scripture says that Abraham staggered not in Romans chapter 4, at the promises of God through unbelief. But we know on several different occasions, Abraham took Lot with him. Abraham slept with Hagar. Abraham lied and said that Sarah was a sister. Abraham staggered, but when we read about him in Romans, the Bible says he staggered not. If God chooses to forget my past. Oh my what gives 
get deep. Look at this. You grab somebody to about to get deep. Let see if I got time for this. Watch this. The Bible says that the devil is an accuser of the brother. And so what sin does, even for the believer, is open the door for him to bring accusation against you. When he is able to bring accusations against you, he legally can attach any penalty to the accusation that he wants. If he can't find anything against you, then he'll travel through your bloodline to see if he can find any accusations that he can come back and use against you. So what we have to do is begin to pray, God, I repent, forgive me, because the Bible says if we confess our faults, then he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we have to confess our faults, amen. We got to confess what we've done wrong. And then let's go back and confess our faults and ask for repentance for our fathers and the sins that they committed. Because some people are suffering nowadays for things that they didn't do. But when you open a door for the enemy, he'll come in. He don't care where he get in. Yeah. So God forgets the sin. If he forgets it, then look at somebody telling you, you might as well forget it. So watch this. If he forgets the sin, the person that's trying to live for him and is not really living for him but just doing it with their mouth, then he remembers everything that they did. Be not deceived. God is not uh-huh. for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Whether he sows unto his flesh or his spirit. If you reap unto or sow unto the flesh, you shall reap death. If you sow unto the spirit, you shall reap life everlasting. So we understand that if we continue to live after the flesh, that what we are going to reap is death. Uh-huh. Are you hearing me? Yeah. And so then the, the question becomes then, how do I get this thing right? What do I need to do? Turn to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Not everybody that says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to get in. But he that doeth the will of my Father. Many will say, many will say, we were anointed. Don't let the anointing fool you like God is pleased and you know that your life ain't living up. Oh my. Or matching up. Yeah. It's quiet now. Yeah. Don't let the fact that the blessings haven't stopped make you think that God is okay with your lifestyle. My Lord. And you know that your lifestyle ain't lining up. You know that you're not doing the right thing. You know that you haven't been committed to the word. You know that you haven't been faithful. But we will make ourselves think that it's okay because I still got a decent job. I still drive a decent car. God's still opening doors. God's still making a way. But he says, guess what? You got your heaven right here on earth. Go ahead and enjoy everything you got because you're going to stand before me one day. And when you stand before me on that day and you say, God, I was preaching. I prophesied. I cast out devils. I live for you. I told Sunday school. I was in the crowd. I was a musician. I live for you all the days of my life. How will your heart break when you hear him say, depart? 
Lord. Look at somebody and tell them, I just want to be right. I just want to be right. Look at that ain't the right name. Look on the other side. That ain't the right person. They ain't talking back to you. Look at the other Tell the other person, I just want to be right. I just want to be right. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness. Somebody shout holiness. Holiness. Now you got to shout holiness. Holiness. Because I need you to understand that righteousness is our position. But holiness is our condition. Holiness is what our character should be. Yeah. When I say that I'm living for God, my character at that point should line up with that which is required to be holy. What the church don't preach no more is holiness. Yes. Now you can get away with anything. Yeah. You can do anything and everything. Do whatever you want to do. Say whatever you want to say. Allow people to do what they want to do. And guess what? People have got to the point where you say something about what they got going on. They'll find somewhere else to go to church, somewhere that makes them comfortable with what they're going through. You better not say nothing to somebody who's shacking and ain't, ain't married. You better not say something to somebody who's messing with somebody in the church. You mess around and say something to somebody about their split being too high. You mess around and try to correct somebody and watch how quick people start eating your church. Watch how quick people start dirt, deserting the church and find somewhere where they will preach to their flesh. You got to be careful because the Bible says in these days they will turn to ancient ears and they will hate teachers unto themselves. Look at somebody say, I just want to be right. I just want to be right. But the problem is when we start getting self-righteous, because I undoubtedly there's somebody in here that's looking around and saying, Well, I ain't got no flaws. I ain't got, ain't got nothing going on with me. I ain't got I'm good. But that's that pride coming up in you. You might not have see this is the problem the church folk got. You might not be sleeping with nobody. You might not be messy all in church. But you got some heart issues that you yeah, need to yeah, yeah. You got some people in church that you don't even speak to. Yeah. You got some people in your neighborhood you don't deal with. You got some attitudes that people don't see. You got some moves we put your back on and stuff. You got some stuff going on in you that only God can take out. And just because we ain't going home with you, don't mean that the Holy Ghost don't know that you ain't right. Thank you. 
got people looking for blessings, but ain't got no love. That's right. We got people expecting to go to heaven, but ain't got no love. Jesus said it like this in Matthew chapter 25. That's why that became my mission statement. He said that you didn't visit me when I was sick. You didn't visit me when I was in prison. You didn't come to see about me. You didn't give me the word. You didn't feed me when I was hungry. You didn't clothe me when I was naked. And they shall look at him and say, when did we see you hungry? When did we see you naked? When did we see you unclothed? When did we see you in prison? When did we see you in the hospital? And he's going to look at them and say, depart from me with your evil self. Because as much as you've done this unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. So here he is, and we say, I ain't never seen Jesus. You ain't no God just to bless you. But can I bust your bubble, baby? I do the best I can, Pastor. I don't, 
You know, some of my struggle with some of the things that you know, just want to keep this because you still let your flesh live. And until you kill your flesh, until you become alive to the spirit, for the Bible declares that the only way that you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh is to walk in the spirit. In that same chapter of John, look at verse number 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Now let me just go ahead and set this right here for you. If you've been looking for God to manifest himself, and he has not manifest himself, if you've been praying and pushing, the more you pray, it seems like the less answers you get. Anybody in the house feel like that? You pray, and you continue to pray. You push, you continue to push. Because what you heard is that you got to pray until something happens. Well, do you believe that the word of God is true? Do you believe that God is faithful? Then there has to be a reason that what you're believing God for has not manifest. Are you hearing me? You might not have a legal right to get what you want because the devil is making accusations against you because you have sin in your life. And as long as you have those things, he has a legal right to keep you from your blessing. Y'all ain't hearing me. For the ways of sin is still. You wonder why the Bible says that he's an accuser and he goes before accusing the brother in day and night. He's walking to and fro in the earth seeking for evidence to use against you in the courts of heaven that he might be able to keep you right where you are. If you are not seeing the manifestations of God in your life, you might want to check your life. Look at it again. This ain't my word. He that hath my commandments, look at it. And keepeth them. He it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of who? My father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. John chapter 15, verse 10. John 15 and 10. Watch this. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. He's not asking you to do anything that he hasn't already done himself. Y'all missing this. He's not asking you to do something that he himself did not do. You got to understand this point. Jesus lived his life on earth as a man. Not as God, as man. He forfeited all of his rights as God to live as a man that is filled with God. So, things like this begin to make more sense to me then. In Luke chapter 22, when he prays for Simon, when he says, Simon, Simon, I have prayed, the devil has desired to sift you. Watch this. That word desire means that he's desired to bring you to court. 